Welcome to the Go To Thrive Podcast, the place to inspire people in the workplace and go to thrive. Mary Jane Roy and Vivian Aqua want to make happiness the new norm and offer solutions to create higher engagement in the workplace. Vivian and I are pleased to welcome Anno Hamburger to our Go To Thrive podcast today. Anno is a positive psychology psychologist, a consultant, coach, and trainer, and he's the co-author of the successful book, Chalukik Verica, Happiness at Work, written together with Ad Bergsma. Welcome, Anno! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you! Anno, uh, tell us who... A little bit about yourself. Who's Anno Hamburger? Uh, yes, I I have a passion for happiness at work for yeah for I think for about twenty twenty five years already. And uh, apart from that, I'm a father of a seven years old, which is also really good fun. And I'm uh, I'm a waterman, a, a waterman in the sense that I love the sea. You know, I love surfing, those kind of things. And I try to combine work, uh, private life. You know, those kind of things. Uh, uh, I try to combine it and uh, help organizations and employees to become happy at work. That's what I do 100% of the time for about uh, four years now. I'm doing that full time. Great. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. What triggered your interest in creating happier, more engaged workplaces? Uh, for, for me, it started actually uh, in Aruba in 1995. It's a small island in the Dutch Caribbean. And uh, it's really a beautiful tropical island, you know, wide beaches, uh, really beautiful sea, nice surroundings. And I was working there. Uh, I was working there as a HR consultant and a management consultant. And I realized myself just after a few days that I wasn't happy at work. So for me, that was the starting point to start thinking about, you know, what makes me happy and what makes people in general happy. And, you know, I'm a psychologist by training, so I started looking into... Uh, into research in that area, and I, I found out there was there was not a lot, but there was some. And then I found out a little bit later on that there was a, a new, uh, a whole new area in psychology, which is called positive psychology. And I, I really, um, you know, that's positive psychology is about happiness at work and about research into that. So I, uh, I became really enthusiastic and started using it in the beginning just for myself, and and later on I started using it for for other people and organizations. And, um, you know, from that moment on, I just got uh, really enthusiastic and, uh, and, uh, and started doing it. And, and I, you know, I stayed in on the river for two years, but then I went back to Holland and I took the whole idea and the whole thing about positive psychology, took it to, to Holland and started uh, introducing it there at uh, different companies. That's how it all started. And what do you say to uh, people or to companies that don't are that don't believe in positive psychology or find it very hard to believe in positive psychology? Why is it so important to have this factor at work? Um, you know, I think a, a lot of people they, um, they they understand by intuition that if people um, are not I, I don't mean that they have to enjoy themselves but they're feeling well at work that if they feel well at work they also will be more like um, working uh, better with other people be more creative be more innovative those kind of things so i think it's it's in general it's a good thing you know to help people to work on that and i think especially in in these times you know because uh, 
what we have in Holland and what I see uh, in a way all around the world is a lot of changes at, at, in the workplace and that generates a lot of stress. And um, I, I think people should be, uh, should be helped with that. You know, they can't do it on their own. They, they, um, I think happiness at work will help people to become more resilient towards, uh, uh, towards stress. And uh, what I also see is that the, the new generation, the younger people, you know, they really, really think that um, being happy at work is an important part of, uh, of, 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 be, of working, you know. So uh, I think employees should focus on that. Thank you. Welcome. Oh, no. You know, in one of your recent blogs that I read, you mentioned that it's crucial and for leaders to give attention not only to showing appreciation, but also to meaning and purpose. Can, can you share more about your thoughts as to why this is? Yeah, um, I think showing appreciation, that's, that's, of course, it's okay to do that. But it's a little bit like, you know, uh, like having nice weather, you know, when it's sunny, when it's warm, it's nice but it's also short-lived, you know. Um, when you look at countries where it's very sunny and warm, people are not happier because people get used to warm weather. And that's the same thing with appreciation, you know. People get used to being appreciated. But if you really want to work on happiness at work, uh, showing appreciation to your people is just one part. Now, I think you should go uh, a lot deeper. You have to go underneath to help people to flourish. And, and then you come... Um, you know, you have to, uh, for example, make people aware of their values, of their personality, of uh, uh, to help them to steer themselves, you know, uh, in that way. And I think that's much more sustainable than to just focus on compliments and appreciation. You know, I, I think that's more short term. Well, I, of course, though, and I agree with you that I, I think we have to go much further. If appreciation is missing, though, then it's it's a it can become a big factor mm -hmm. yeah, that yeah. You, so it's, but what i'm understanding from you is that if it's something that is part of the environment part of what people expect to receive that after a time it doesn't have the same impact yeah it doesn't have the same impact and also if you uh, focus too much on appreciation people will de become dependent on being appreciated by others or by their managers and leaders and I think it's much more important to help people to become aware of, you know, uh, the qualities they have and to focus on that, but also, you know, to help them to focus on why do they do what they do, you know, mm -hmm. to focus on the purpose and on, on those kind of things. And, um, you know, by doing that, you become less depending on the people around you and you bec become more autonomous. And I think that's one of the crucial things you should help people to become more autonomous. You know, that's a crucial thing to, help yourself uh, against the negative aspects of stress, but it's also a good way to uh, increase your sustainable happiness. Uh, yeah, yeah. autonomy, Viviana, that's been one of the, the, the words that has come across in a couple of different interviews as well, Anno. Yes, that it's one of, the most, yeah. one, one of the most significant things that people need in order to have a, a level of happiness at work. Okay. You know, I think Thank it's you. crucial, you know, and, and I think it's also the, the difficult thing is, you know, as a leader, and I know that because I've been a leader myself, is that um, to help people, to, you know, to facilitate them in their autonomy, you need to uh, let go also a little bit. 
And as a leader, that's sometimes really difficult. So it's also something you have to learn as a leader, I think, to um, to let go, you know, and to um, and, 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 you, and you shouldn't also do it like, you know, just laissez-faire, you know, just let them go. You have to, of course, uh, help them so they can steer themselves and they, you have to help them to become more autonomous. That's nicely said. But I'm also curious about your vision regarding employee happiness and engagement for the future. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I think in a way we've just started, you know, uh, and sometimes I'm afraid that it might be, um, you know, might be a little bit like a hype. <laughs> People are really interested in it now, but as it fades down or fades away. Uh, so I think it's really important if you look at the future of happiness at work that we look at evidence-based tools uh, and to make them available to uh, to both leaders and employees, you know. And uh, I think also when you look at the future, I think uh, there will be an increase in the use of technical tools to measure happiness. And you already see it in like uh, different companies in, in China where they're uh, they use video monitoring to uh, to see how the team is doing. You know, I think in a way it's scary, but in a way, you know, if it's steered from within, eh, within the team, within the employees, it can also help people to be more aware and to steer on that. But that's that's something of the future, and I uh, I think we should be aware of that. That's definitely a bit scary for me being monitored <laughs> within a team and to see how we're doing. The people factor back because I know that people you know love to be treated like people like humans and not like employee numbers or the next employee that is coming within the company are there other ways to engage with people or to help to increase the engagement without using tools uh no i i think that you know if you use the tools to help people to become more aware of their own happiness it's it's going to be okay if you use it like a steering or control mechanism it's the wrong way. And I completely agree with you, you know, to get humans back into the equation, it's like a crucial thing, you know. I think it's also like a pitfall if you uh, go for happiness at work because it helps uh, people to uh, to become more resilient against stress or to uh, minimize sick leave, those kind of things, you know. If you use that as a motivation to, uh, to focus on happiness at work, I think that's the wrong motivation. The only right motivation is that you, that you want your people, your employees to be happier at work, you know, mm -hmm. and that's positive things will happen from, from that is like, you know, something which is nice to have. But the, the crucial thing is, I agree with you, is that uh, we start looking at people uh, as like the center of the organization and not like only like a human resource. Mm -hmm. True. I remember once reading or hearing in a, in a course, I think it was, that an organization is made up of organisms, people, and uh, we sometimes forget that. You know, we sterilize that term organization uh, and dehumanize it. But really, in essence, an organization doesn't make decisions. People do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and, and you know, there's, I think there is a thing, you know, that if you look at the increase of the use of algorithm, algorithm and those kind of things, you know, that's, I think those things will become more important, but um, I think we will help people to become, when we help, you know, we, we need to increase their autonomy also in how they feel about their work and how they, you know, um, um, how they steer themselves within work. I, I think a lot of people, 
go to work and they leave like their emotions and their passion outside. You know, they do that with their kids playing soccer, those kind of things. So I, I think we should help people, facilitate them to take that part, you know, the emotion part also within the workplace. So they can steer themselves um, uh, within work, you know, to become more aware of what do I like, you know, what energizes me. Yeah, they do it anyway, don't they? Really, they. I mean, it, it, perhaps in a in a more negative connotation, what you're suggesting is all the emotions are allowed in the workplace. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's, not it's not only the positives. About... I completely agree. You know, uh, if if we focus too much on the positive. That wouldn't work, you know. You you see that if uh, you know one of the main things why older people are in general a little more, little bit happier is that they find it easier to accept the negative emotions. Uh, you know, that's something we learn when we when we get older. And I think we should also learn that if you talk about happiness at work, that negative emotions are just part of the equation, and we need to be aware of that and uh, steer ourselves within that. Because if we don't do that. You know, we only realize it when it's too late. When you talk about, you know, people being burned out or really, you know, uh, uh, getting sick because of the of the negativity. So we, we need people to become more aware and to uh, have the feeling that they can steer themselves away from that uh, and, and towards things they're, they're good at and which gives them energy and, and which makes them, uh, in a way, more uh, happy, but also more productive employees. Getting to know yes. themselves better, more insights. Sorry, Vivian. That's true. No, it's okay. What you're saying reminds me so much about a book that I read a while, uh, a while ago about bring your whole self to work mm. as where people are, are told that they should bring their whole selves to work because a lot of people are wearing masks at yeah. their work, portraying some, something else while at home or with, clo- with loved ones. They are so different. Mm. And this reminds me so much of what you're saying right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's really important that you can take your, you know, the, the positive things and the negative things, you know, that you, it, 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 you know, I think it's unhealthy to, uh, to leave those things, you know, the emotions, leave it at home. I think, uh, I, th- I think it's really crucial to, to become more aware of it, to steer yourself within that. And yeah, I, I think as, as a leader and as a, uh, management you can help people to facilitate that and um, in the end you know um, I think it's it's it will be helpful both for the uh, the organization but also the employees to uh, to focus on that can you provide our listeners with one or two sustainable suggestions for how leaders can support their organizations and employees to flourish at work um, yeah I think as a leader you know, uh, I think you should be both a coach and an expert, you know, and those are two different roles. And I think you, you should use them both, you know, and the coach role is, I mean, with that, you know, that you can facilitate uh, your managers in, in their own leadership skills, you know, to become more uh, more able to, uh, to help their own employees to become happier at work. And you can be a coach in that. And I think the other part, you can also be an expert because we know that some things work and some things don't work uh, when you talk about happiness at work. So, you know, by being an expert and to show them what works and what doesn't work, uh, you help you, you help your people within the organization to steer, to steer the whole organization towards more happiness at work. 
Um, um, so it's a, it's a combination, you know, um, an expert and a coach, two different roles, but I think really crucial when you talk about, uh, you know, the role as a chief happiness officer. Um, is that, what do you think about that role? Uh, I think it's okay to, you know, the, uh, it, it's getting much more popular, you know, the chief happiness officer. And if the chief happiness officer only takes the role as an expert, I think that's not a good, good idea, you know, because then it's, then he or she becomes the one who should be responsible for happiness work in the organization. I think it should be much more, uh, you know, it, it should be uh, shared by other people. So if you only are the expert, I don't think that's a good idea. But if you are like a facilitator, if you help other people, um, like other managers to manage their people and their team in a way which will increase their happiness at work, I think that's a good idea. And, uh, you know, I, I think the, when, when you look at the growth of the whole field of happiness at work, I think we know now a lot more than we know like uh, 20 years ago. You know, we know something work and something don't work. And we also know a lot more about that some things work for special employees, you know, and others work for others. So uh, if you have the knowledge, I think you should use that. And you should steer on that, you know. And I, I think you can uh, you can help the organization to, you know, to have happiness at work, not only as like a hype, you know, something you do like for, uh, for fun, but only to do it for something in a sustainable way. To, to, uh, to do it not only for this year, but also for the coming years. That it becomes part of the DNA. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's crucial. It should be, become it should part become of the DNA. Of, yeah, it should become a part of the DNA because definitely in the war for talent, uh, like you mentioned before, the millennials are going to look after the employers or the organizations that will take better care of them, that will have that great vibration at work, that have that great energy at work and also uh, you will leave with that great energy so yeah. that you can go home energized. So I definitely thank you for sharing this. Yes. yes. Yeah, you're very Was welcome. Needed. It was uh, a pleasure. Thank you, Arno. And is there one last thought that you'd like to leave our audience with? Yes, you know, I, I hope, you know, let, let's not make happiness at work uh, just a hype, you know. Uh, I think we should really uh, spend some time and effort to make it really happen, you know. Uh, from from management perspective, but also from the owners from the, uh, of the company, and uh, I think we should talk about you know how to make it sustainable. I think that's very important, and I think I gave some ideas about how to do that. You know, I think that's that's really important. So uh, no hype, let's make it sustainable. That would be my uh, my last thought. Thank you, Arno, and thanks again for sharing these valuable tips uh, about happiness in the workplace. And to the listeners, if you have any questions or comments about this episode, please do share them with us on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening, everyone. Until the next time. Thank you, Arnold. Till the next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Go to Thrive Podcasts. Empower people to be happy before, during, and after work.